Tonight on Sidetracked, we make you listen to crap you should have heard the first time around. Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Poosh. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. Haven't done that in like, what, four weeks, five weeks? <laughs> you drank a lot. Yes, I do. If we get a good fart drop we can play when he says, from the bowels. <laughs> Oh, boy. Thank you, Mark Osborne, for our intro, as always. Oh, you want to know what's sad? You? No. <laughs> the show? I've gone to the bar three different times with this shirt on. And you know what? They go, what do you want to drink? Well, I don't wear this shirt just because I think it looks cool. This is what I drink. Don't ask me what I'm drinking when I wear a Budweiser shirt into the bar. Give me a can of America. <laughs> For the three people listening who aren't in the studio, he's wearing a Budweiser shirt. That's what I said. If you paid I, attention. It's, it's not my job to pay attention. Go back to playing solitaire for a little bit. It's okay. We'll wake you up when we need you. <laughs> I don't give a damn. <coughs> my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. And I'm Drab. And Wait. I'm Meyer. Wait, who? Yeah, we got, we got him in studio. You, you trying to move in on our game? Trying to get the Unhook crew in here a little more? Is this what's yeah. going on? The coup? We tried, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, Carl is missing in action. Well, Jebediah Cross uh, had to go back to the family farm. Uh, Rumspringa is over for him, so no more electricity, cell phones, or any wild women. So we will miss him. Oh, that kills people. We will miss him dearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just didn't have, I didn't have time to drive up there and see if he wanted to come. <laughs> he hasn't even looked at Circle in a long time. That's what was boggling my mind. We must have pissed him off. Well, better to be pissed off than pissed on. So with that, we're going to keep moving on. Bit of a uh, end-of-year retrospective show. We can't uh, highlight everybody who appeared on these airwaves over the last 365 days, but we're going to touch on... Some of the highlights and lowlights and see if uh, any of our predictions are still true. Well, plenty of lowlights with this show. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> well, not the lowlights. We'll just play back the shows in order. Yeah, I think in yeah. a lot of shows when you do this, everybody wants to be on the highlight. I'm not sure you want to be on this episode. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe not. Oh, tried doing a show last week. We did have technical difficulties. So, well, we didn't make it. So, sorry if we missed your birthday. I think we better let the listening audience know that this isn't a uh, one-week-a-month show anymore. It's not? Huh? Well, it wouldn't have been, but last week Adobe decided to turn itself into just garden-variety dung instead. We had to build a house out of shit. Yeah, yeah, it was even better after we realized that after we recorded segment two. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. And we said a lot of really nice things about some people. <laughs> Unfortunately, neither of us can remember what the hell we said. 
And it wasn't worth repeating either, so. There was so much nice stuff said, the program shut itself down because they thought yeah. it was imposters on the show. That's the only explanation Update. I came up with. You know that makes perfect sense. You know, it has to be. I blame Maple. <laughs> I, I blame Adobe. Well, do what you must. <laughs> oh. So what's up with... Oh, you took your hat off now. No more hat on backwards. You got to be different. Yeah, I got tired of bouncing it off this thing. Could could have turned it around backwards, but then I would look like this guy, so... See, he just, he just <laughs> wanted his, you know... Little the shitty hairdo. Flowing little hair gonna, thing here to I was going to say, when you, have, when you have The hair feathered like, hair, I mean, it's I've, nice. I've said it before. When you have hair like Charles, you, Is he you, a can't, parrot? you can't contain it under a hat. <laughs> uh, I even gave myself a haircut. It's nice and trim now, so... But I still wear a hat. I always wear a hat. I don't even take it off for one thing, so I mean, hey. Shower? No, I just squirt. I got, is, got that what, is that what you do? <laughs> take the garden hose and just squirt it up in there. So you take your hat off, but you leave your socks on. <laughs> that would explain There's the a song about it. You can leave your hat on. <laughs> oh, what's I'm that about? Surrounded by idiots. You know, that drop's getting pointless at this point, because if you haven't heard our show or anything, I mean... Oh. You know what happened uh, this week out in uh, Wisconsin, Monday night? Uh, Somebody tried doing a call-in show. Oh. Tried? tried. No, he did it. Okay. But, yeah. He still got the edge up because we got the actual program now. <laughs> they were trying to do it via two cell phones, so that was interesting. But I got to be the first caller, and I told them, you're a bunch of idiots for trying this. Trust me, there's only three people dumb enough to do it, and they all live in Port Huron area, Mich- Michigan area. I hope that wasn't the highlight of you calling <laughs> the first No, then we started talking about all kinds of stuff and light limiteds, and I'm sure that'll come up in the show today. I'm hoping. Everybody else keeps calling me and asking about it, so... I can't say too much, though. I'm sworn to secrecy. Oh, you don't know anything. Well, that's beside the point, but... (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get on with this. What are we getting on with? Any news? Wait. I got nothing, so... Other than everybody building a 3-0 truck? Open drive lines. Rob, when when are you starting on yours? Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the class. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what the class looks like after a couple of years. Now, you know, if you sell one horse, you could probably finance a whole three O truck. I know. <laughs> Much really. like everything else in my life, that's not my decision. <laughs> Given all the recent news about uh, trucks moving up to three and open driveline for this summer, I would like to point out at this particular point in time that I'm going to be taking the duels off the seven point three, and I'll be hooking two point five all summer long, just bumping the sled and automatically collecting third place money at every hook. <laughs> That'll be really interesting with no clutch left in the truck either. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Move quick, Al. Move quick. <laughs> so so I, I apologize. I, I wasn't on the right page and couldn't get this drop in quick enough, but I had one for uh, for drop over there. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? You got your own drop now. You should be happy. Where is it at? You, oh, you're probably so born out hearing that sound, you don't recognize it anymore. 
Oh. Okay. Did you, did you see me flinch? <laughs> <laughs> Take it like a man. So what do we got next? Birthdays on the list? Birthdays. All right. You want to go through yours first, Charles? And we're doing marathon rounds, so hang on yep. to your hat. Lightning round. Happy birthday to Randy Bricker, uh, Robert Gioletti, <laughs> David Flynn, Jake Costello, Jason Schultz, a.k.a. Schlitz, Aaron Darby, Jim Webb, uh, Jeff Demers, James Harmon, and Tom Austin, and Jim Brohl, and Dave Whalen. That's it. Drop, you got well, one. Well, you should have let me lead. I could have had something. Had nothing, so. <laughs> you got uh, nothing now? <laughs> we should have let him start out. So he sounded good. All right. Let me see if I can cover who you didn't. Uh, Jacob Bayer, Ryan Hall. Let's see. Scroll down here. I'm not as quick. Yeah, Schlitz, him, that guy. Um, Ken Del Rue. Uh, Steve Gamer. A man who will be talked about later. Tom Austin, Jim Brohl. And, well... We'll talk about that guy next week. He's lying about his age on here. He has to be. Oh, who's that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about him. He's all right for... Well, we'll leave at that. Oh. Anyway. So that's all we got for that. Yeah. Fortunately, no old bits for this week. Thank God. You got anything, Drab? Got nothing. All the chickens okay? Still living. Still it's living. curable, you know. <laughs> Horse is good. I'm hungry. Good. New batch of pigs yet? Nope. Uh, I got about two months. Two months? Just prospecting at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So if we go over there, we could have brand new toothpaste, barbecue, and bacon. <laughs> so that's all we got for the first segment of the show. We burned up eight minutes. I started it about 20 seconds late, so there's that. Eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. So nothing for news coming out. Uh, Gordyville going to be, uh, well, we'll do our Gordyview preview show uh, a week from today because, well, Thursday I'm going to be down in Gordyville. Um, so that's coming up, Kentucky Invitational. Make sure you go to the PRN Facebook page. Uh, we got a contest going on for free tickets to the Kentucky Invitational. Go on and follow the directions on the post. Post why you should be there. And uh, make sure you use hashtag PRN tickets in your post. So that way we can get you entered. We got uh, quite a few big names being our judges. I mean, we got Jason Schultz, Jeremy, and Miles Krieger. Uh, Brian Lively, trying to think who else. I think there's just a four. Um, there might be one more. I don't know. I'm Katie, Godfather will yell at us. Katie Johnson. Who out west? Somebody. Is it Skyler? Yeah, Skyler. Yeah. Skyler. Sorry. God, we're going to be in big trouble for not remembering Skyler, but like he listens to the show, really. I mean, he doesn't listen to his partner's show. Why should he listen to ours? Well, his partner doesn't do many shows. Actually, he's back doing them, so yeah. we'll give Kenny some credit. A little. And that's about it. <laughs> so, Kentucky Invitational, Gordyville, uh, Cloverdale coming up, and of course, Louisville in the middle of February. So, pulling action for 2017, getting ready to get rolling. I know NATPA's got some hooks going to be firing up. I do believe uh, 
Actually, right quick here. I can't remember if there's any in January. Yeah, I believe there's a couple at least. Uh, All western polls till Princeton. Princeton is the only one I think east of the Mississippi left on the calendar for this year. Everything else, Uh, no Talmadge. So yeah, everything else is west. So with that, I guess we'll take a quick break. This is sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. And yep, it's actually working. Okay. And we're back on sidetrack here on the Pulling Radio Network with our end of the year retrospective show. And to lead us off, we're going to go back to February. Wait, 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 wait. A what? Retrospective. It means looking back. Andrew. Yeah, looking oh. back. It's like a cross between you know past and introspective. And I'm going to take some abuse for this because uh, the first uh, several clips go back to a show that was the first time that I was not in studio. <laughs> Oh, Drob's debut on no. air. No, it wasn't his. I called in. Oh, that's it right. Our, it was our Legends show back in February. Oh, Legends and Heroes. Yeah, Legends yeah. and Heroes. We had that crap weather that night. That was the excuse that day? First time the tampon issue came up. I don't up. give a damn. Sorry, that was an accident. Is this true? <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> this man has no dick. I believe it was the first time that drop was uh, assigned to Charles. Yeah, it was. I think it was, yes. It, it's been on the soundboard from damn near po- day one. Pretty I, close, yeah. So, so that's when it got deployed. That's when it got deployed. Yeah, I think it, it may have been used once or twice, but it was. Uh, it became Charles' okay, drop Charles right around drop. that time. I was saying, that has to be the top drop for 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Every show, at least once. Pretty close, yeah. So. so anyway, let's go back to February 25th. Or actually, we recorded on the 24th of 2016. Oh, this is our first PRN show. This was, yes. Actually, this was our first on the network show. Yeah. You know, so it became, okay, which diesel tractor is going to win the diesel side? Which Elky is going to win the Elky side? And you saw a lot of the diesel guys just pull back out of the picture completely. You know, or, or there were years when Esden Lane completely took a year off from running Grand National. He just said he threw his hands up, said, I, I can't do it. And, you know, thankfully he's still out there with us. And, you know, a polarizing figure, but he's helped a lot of people out in the diesel world and, and he's earned every bit of success he's had. And he's been at the top of his game for closing in on 40 years, and there aren't many people that can say that. So love him or hate him, you got to respect him. Oh, absolutely. He's not known as the king of smoke for uh, just for posterity's sake. You know, and that's, you know, you get into it and you brought up, you know, Wild Thing, when Arnie and Joe brought out the first one like you talked about, which always stood out to me for the wheels underneath the front weight bracket, you know. Well, that was there was a story behind that. It had nothing to do with today's, you know, having the skis or for protection. No, wasn't it, was it for loading? They, yeah, they just couldn't get it up the ramps into their uh, their straight truck they used to haul it. You know, that's there's a story right there I want to talk about. Growing up, you'd see the tandem axle, expedite trucks, straight trucks, whatever you want to call them. And, you know, Tom Harmon ran one. Raps had one. You know, Kwiatkowski's had one. I always thought 
you know, being a little kid, five, six years old, those trucks, they haul pulling tractors. That's yeah. what their use in life is. That's all they do. You know, now you're seeing the guys, you know, back then it was, you know, old school buses, you know. Oh, the converted school buses were so awesome, and there's still a handful of them around, and not too many guys use them anymore. I'm uh, trying to think who was the mod guy that we always would see up uh, here. Plumber's Nightmare out of Trafalgar, Indiana. Yes. Um, his name's escaping me right now, but he still uses one. And that tractor still still looks like an old school tractor because it is literally just a nightmare of lines running everywhere. I well, think the Strangle Boys plumbed yeah. it for him, you know. Just, yeah, it certainly has an appropriate name, but for all that, though, he's a threat in region, too, man. He gets it done. Oh, yeah, and he's run the Hueys, you know. He's running the baby turbines. Or has he graduated T-64s now? Uh, from your test of my knowledge, I think the center is a T-64, and then the side ones are T-55s, but I'm sure I'll get mail at uh, AP at sidetrackpulling.com about how wrong I am. And no one ever did, so I assume I'm right. <laughs> God, we were ADD. Yeah. <laughs> well, we still are, but... And a uh, shame to uh, not see Esden Lane out on tour this summer. I, I know he's... It we sounds did, He was out here and there, but... Here and there, and it does sound like it's still a bit of an uphill struggle for him. Uh, cancer sucks. Ah. <sighs> You got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> no. Thank God you're here keeping that chair from floating away today, Drop. So what introspective, retrospective, right, are we looking at with this one? Just how crappy the audio is? <laughs> yeah, there's that. There is that. We've come a, we've come a ways. Well, that's, that was because it was a call-in. Yeah. Not only that, that was a call-in utilizing cell phone at that time. We Was it Was it before we moved over? That to, was before yeah. we moved over to Google Hangouts. Yep, it was. God, we've moved a long way in a short period of time with technology and stuff. That we have. From the same show, uh, oh a little bit of a fanboy moment for both of us. Talk about tractors that stand out. and This is a story, uh, as far as Superstock is concerned, a story that stands out in my head, you know, once again, as being a young, impressionable kid, you know, we're going with his dad to a tractor pull, is uh, going to Armada, and uh, my dad going, hey, come back in the pits. And uh, this is back before all the new grandstands and all that, where they'd actually put the pits on the west side of the track. You know, it wasn't just carnival like it is now. And, uh, you know, you'd have some tractors lined up, backed up against the, you know, the big covered grandstands and that. And walking up to this big at Orange Alice Chalmers. Yeah. Yeah, you told me this story the other night, and yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, walking up, my dad goes, hey, I get, you know, you know, I know this guy. Let's go talk to him. I'm like, all right, Dad, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. And, you know, I'm just looking at this tractor going, wow. And lo and behold, my dad knows this super stock puller, you know. He's standing there talking for him a half hour, and I'm just looking at this tractor. And lo and behold, now I'm a Lions Club member with this guy. You know, I see him in Ontario all the time, and it's Dave Valentine yeah, with his D21 he, was, he ran for years. He was another one of those guys who, you know, in addition to Tom Harmon with what he did with his, his back to the old light super, the, the 686, 
it was so very formative for me and, and, and making a massive impression on me. In addition to, to him and, and Jerry Tuggle, and the third name would be Dave Valentine's. And with the part-time D21, and, and I suppose I, I, I've always been a red guy because of Tom, but I've always had a soft spot for the Alice's, and that's because of Dave and, and what he did at the fair. And I just remember that so well. And, you know, talking about what we did to start the program off, there are some of these guys who I do personally know and do get the chance to see Dave is one of those. And he's at so many events that we get to travel to, whether we're announcing or just there as fans. And without fail, if I run into him in the pits, even if just to say hi, I always do. You know, I say, hi, Dave, how you doing? And then we exchange words for a minute or two, even if I can't, don't have the time to talk. I try to at least say hi to the guy because he's one of those childhood heroes. And, and Dave, if you listen to the show, you know, you're, you're one of those guys who's just in. I go fanboy when I see you. You know, you're, you're one of those guys I look up to and still do. Yeah, good old Dave Valentine, one of the most positive people you'll ever meet. Oh, he, always a smile and, and uh, good words to say about anybody. I know you can chime in a little on this one because you're a Lions member with me out there in Burrville, but just a great guy. Yeah, no, I think it's more than that. I think if <clears throat> you know, we talk about the Armada Fair a lot, and a lot of people probably don't maybe understand the background and why. And, and I just think without the Armada Fair pull. Maybe none of us would even be sitting here. I didn't that. That's to me nah. what that what that means. I mean, as a kid, to me that was. I mean, with my parents personally, I think Charlie. Well, you have the a, same way. You right? have a deep connection right. going way back my on it too. My parents not really into pulling or none of my family members. That was really for me the the only way to really get that fix as a, a kid. I remember you know wanting to go up there every Saturday, and yep. every Sunday, and it's like people wanted to ride rides and play games and all my buddies wanted to do all that and all I wanted to do was just sit in the stands. Yep. I, and I, so I think the connection there, um, you know, for the audience that don't know us is it's kind of the connection that all three of us probably have in a lot of the, the start to, to, to our, our passion that we have yeah. today, I think. Yeah, I was welded to that grandstand as a little kid. I could care less about the rides and didn't want to do anything. Yeah. I just wanted to watch the tractors go. Yeah, we've talked about that before and you know what? Where we've gotten with where we're at, you know, in our careers, you and I, Charles, expect, you know, mainly, is we're at the point now, the name, three names you brought up, Tom Harmon, Jerry Tuggle, and Dave Valentine, they were heroes to us growing up, and now we can call them friends. Yeah, I know, and, you know, know all three of them. They, and, yeah, they know absolutely. us by name, you know. And I think you can I see it. Jerry and Dave, you know, all the time with Southwestern Ontario, and, um, Heck, I sat and sat at the awards bank or the yeah the awards bank w- with them and just talked, you know. And I took a picture. Dave Valentine posted it up um, on Andy Gerbaugh's Facebook, going, "Hey, Andy, can you name this puller?" And he's like, "Oh my God, that's Dave Valentine," you know. And I'm like, "Yeah, it's Dave." You know, it's it, I don't want to say he's removed from that hero status because he's done things that we will never get to do, you know, because the super stock class has gone so far above and beyond even what it was in the 90s as far as money required to go play. You know, you look at, you know, Trophy Buck and Pumpkin Gone Mad, those are still fairly budget-friendly super stocks. They're really not much more horsepower than what the super farms are. Just they're still in that 90s, early 2000s format as far as engine performance. They can't dump the money in it. But they did stuff back, you know, 
that we grew up watching that mm-hmm. we will never be able to do. But yeah, they're just one of the guys now, one of our friends out there, and that that to me is probably the coolest part of where we've gone with the sport. Is it's you know they're just our friends now, and that's that's enjoyable. And there's a few more names. I mean, that you could bring. Like I said, you brought raps, right? I mean, it was like yeah. that's another name, right? And mining for dollars, right? And there's a few other Ken people. Measle. Ken Measle. I mean, there's a there's you know. I, and even you know, which we should point out, Dave Valentine is Ken Measles' father-in-law. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you know, and then the uh, you know, even the the things I remember with Brody Smith's dad going back, yeah. you know, wanting to see him, and just you know, I think there's a lot of people that were leaving out. That if you even look at from the farm classes and the moved up or super farm, oh, yeah. pulling for yeah. a really long time. Yeah. Look at Capozos. We've had Charlie yeah. on multiple times, yep. and Charles, you and I remember early Eastern Michigan days. We were pulling with them. Yeah, they had the mod back in the day. I don't really remember that because by then they were, you know, focusing with the four John Deers at the time. Yeah. And uh, now they're second last year, second place in Region Two points. You know, it's yeah. I you do. Know, I do remember the mod. You know, Charlie and Tony, because at that time, you know, Nick was too young to drive it. Yeah. Um, I do remember that. Yeah. But you know, it's now they are big names out there yeah. you know cruel intentions the old lemke tractor or always will be the old lemke tractor oh there's there's some news speaking of the the hauler is noticeably absent from the yard i think some machinations are underway to get ready for farm show there you go but you know it's you, you get to know people in there and i know this what we've talked about with the network is the you know superhero status or rock star status we're trying to make for the pullers and I don't always agree with that, and I've said that before many times on the show, is these aren't superheroes out there. Yeah, to a young kid they are, but a lot of people need to realize they are just people. They want to, you know, they'll talk about their tractor. They love pulling. You love pulling. You've got something in common. Don't be afraid to go up and say hi. Now, mind you, if the head's off and they're knuckles deep in the engine, Probably not a good time to go talk about that last pass they just made. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, even that, I've been there, right? It's like you, you know, still stop. You take went a out minute. there, you know. Most of those guys, they know that's what is entailed when they go yeah. and do it, and it happens. It happens, and that's why they do it. So, well, let's see if uh, Drew thinks that uh, they aren't rock stars when we get into this next clip. Oh boy! You know, while we're in, you know, this area. Your name that stuck out for me, and I've talked about on the show a couple times already, and the tractor to me in the super stock realm, to me that will always be the ultimate diesel super stock is not Edson Lane for me. Don't get me wrong, love Edson Redline Fever, but it will always come down to Jerry Van Dorpy and Screamin' Demon 2. The 986 was probably the most unique exhaust system you've ever seen on it. The twin yeah. kind of longhorn stacks coming off the front with the yeah. shrouds over the two turbos, you know. And the only guy who gets close is Mike Pribel with the uh, Alice Chalmers 220 that he's got yep. down in Indiana. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, the tractor, you could always see, you always knew when Screaming fired up in the pits. Oh, yeah. You know, Armada, you would see it. Emily City, you'd see it. We saw, you know, one year he was down in Bowling Green with it, and he was off the um, off the hot pit of the north track is where he was parked, and all of a sudden you just saw smoke rings coming up Signature. from behind the hauler, and I go, screaming just fired up, 
Yeah. And you my dad knew. looks over and he goes, you're right. And sure enough, about half hour later, you know, finally gets over. And sure enough, it was Screaming Demon 2. I mean, didn't matter what with this tractor. It always blew smoke rings. I have never seen another tractor do that. I don't no, know. I mean, occasionally, yes, one or two, but not not as consistently no. as that one did from both sides. Both stacks did it. So how do you feel about uh, pullers aren't rock stars? They're always rock stars in a young kid's eye. <laughs> yep. Um, honestly, that is one of them. I wish I would have been so scared of the rock stars at the time and knew how you know what pullers actually are that they are just regular yeah. farmers regular guys out there because i never did get the chance to meet jerry van dorpy i never spoke to him either and many I years as i, I watched have, him i, I you never know, met him and unfortunately he's long past now and uh the tractor does live on unfortunately badged under the wrong model number it's not a 1586 it's a 986 so get that shit straightened out but you know it's yeah the rock stars you're always gonna have that fanboy moment and one we really—I don't know—we really talked about on the show is when we I went down to Bowling Green this year with Pulling Radio Network. We were right out in front of the Annex Building with a lot of the legends pullers in there, and uh, Andy Gerbaugh was there. Of course, Eric Pruitt, Tiger, uh, Tiger was with us. Well, I can't think of his last name, but he was feeding me alcohol, so I'll blame it on that. You know, Kevin Dick came by, um, Mike Ott. The list goes. Greg Randall stopped in, talked to us. And uh, we were off talking on the side, and here comes up this guy, and Andy Gerbaugh goes, well, you know who that is, right? And everybody knows I'm a red fan. I bleed red. That's how I am. And he goes, well, I go, no, who is it? River Rat. Tinker Toy. Why am I drawing a blank right now? Masterson's Don. Don Masterson. And he's there talking with uh, Tiger and Eric, Tiger Pullman. And uh, I think he was talking with Eric Pruitt, too. And I'm just, and Andy, and I'm just sitting there. I didn't say a word. As much as I'm a red guy, Don Masterson will always be the king of the pro stocks to me. You know, Tinker Toy, River Rat. We're always, you know, some of the top-running pro stocks, especially you get down to Louisville. Louisville was mm-hmm. their bitch for years, you yeah. know. They, they they couldn't screw up. And, yeah, I stood there for 10 minutes and didn't say a word. So, yeah, you do have your fanboy moments yeah, still. for sure. But I did actually talk to him a little bit, and uh, hopefully we'll get him on the show soon. I got to follow up on that one. Shame on me for not doing it. But Harvest is done, so I'm sure they'll have some time now. But, yeah. You, you still have your fanboy moments, but Tom's still just a, or Don Masterson's still just a guy. One more brief clip from uh, that show. Just another one of those that's out there. But yeah, you, you talked about uh, a Max, and, and I've mentioned it on the show before, too. And, and the guy that, where it all begins for me, is Tom Harmon. Um, in recent years, well, actually, not yet, it's not even so much recent years, it goes back. Um, quite a while uh, for him into the into the late 1980s that he's been a pro stock puller. Um, but prior to that, he had a light super. It was a 686 International Twin Charger, and that was the first introduction to me. That, that my earliest conscious memory of a particular tractor. Yeah, I went to poles from two and a half on, 
but that was my earliest one that I specifically remembered. That one, and one that only local guys are going to get, is uh, Ronnie Vorbeck's 200, Alice Chalmers 200, that ran in, you know, the, the local farm farm stock classes around here. But those, it really starts with Tom, and I'm happy to say that tractor is actually still running. It's out in Illinois, running as a light super even today, called the City Slicker. And I do need to update that, actually. It's not the City Slicker any longer. It's now owned by Craig Harnish. It's called Inches Matter. And it won the Illini State Pullers Light Super this year, and it will be at Gordyville. So Gosh, now you've changed your mind. You're coming you to Gordyville? Next hey, Nick, segment for the news. You're going to do your job? <laughs> Solitaire? Really, buddy? <laughs> No, I'd like five on the red six. Must, <laughs> yeah. must have been Carl on the Snapchat. <laughs> now, they had video on the Facebook page uh, this week of it uh, being started back up after the rebuild to get ready for Gordyville, and I wish I could go see it. I would love nothing more. So what's your so, tampon reason for this year? Got the kids that weekend. Last year it was a wedding that you weren't even standing in. I mean, <sighs> some people. I'll get Charles off the hook here. <laughs> Thank so, you. So the question is: Is Tom's had a lot of tractors? Yeah, a lot. A right? lot. So if you had to pick your favorite, pick one, and, and I, let's exclude the new one because no, that, the, that doesn't have enough time in the barn. So we're gonna we're gonna exclude the new it's, one. The new one's nice, but I want I want that six eighty six back as a twin charger. I I love that thing. That's where it started for me. I think mine is like. Uh, he didn't have it for a long time, but and it, he didn't build it. But the sneaky snake was one of my yeah, one of my favorites. Definitely that one. That one's got to be in the conversation. But yeah, the original. You you look at the tractors they've had. I mean, sneaky snake, preparation H, preparation H two, fat bottom girl, fat bottom girl, Bud which Man. will always be the best. Bud Man, Showtime, um, one, one bad, bad apple. apple, Showtime. Oh, that's still a amazing. Uh, screaming, tractor. screaming Norwegian, screaming Norwegian, Red um, Dog. Red Dodd. Red Dodd. <laughs> <laughs> that one was probably one of my favorites. Really? Just because, you know what? There was a History Channel program. They actually highlighted the guy who built that tractor. And that guy was a mad scientist and the king of reading gray areas where there was no gray areas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good old Harry Bledsoe from French Lick, Indiana. Yeah, I'm just curious why Tom's never been on the show. Uh, well, we're, we have approached. Yeah, I we, know. We, we, we did approach Greg. And, we, and we yeah, were we just haven't Greg, gotten uh, Greg set up. I'm hoping, you know, a good one to hit up here in the next coming weeks. You know? So I got, I got one last thing about Tom that always strikes me as is different than a lot of people in the fact that a lot of pullers really like being in the limelight. Oh, he right? does not. Oh, right? no. And, you know, they want to be out front. They want to be, you know, in the interviews. And it's like to see a guy at one time, I think, what was the the year where he had maybe four? Two thousand four and two thousand five, I believe. So he had F- Fat Bottom Girl, he had Bud Man, he had uh, Showtime and Showtime, OBA. OBA, and you'd go to a poll. He had four tractors, and he wasn't even there. No. Yeah. No. I mean, it, to me, that just no. It was Pat Greg. Genuide, Rob Weir, Rob Gervin, um, Nate, Nate Harmon, Nate Harmon, Greg. Yeah, so, Greg Bukowski. Yeah. Yep. So to me, that's just a different side that you don't generally see. I mean, just to, once again, to see him out there supporting the sport, I mean, because it couldn't have been cheap to no. run no. four super farms 
uh, you know, he all had a, season and just. We not, actually talked with Greg about a, that after Goodles. At that particular point in time, too, there was a fifth one that never saw daylight. It was a 3688 rolling chassis that was in the shop and that got sold on down the line. But there was a fifth one during that time period. But was that going to be a pro yeah, stock were, or was that no, going to be a super gonna, farm? No, it was going to be a super farm. See, they were trying to be like Muffy with mods and two wheel drives, you know. They, <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's just my take on that. It's just a little different than you see from a lot of guys in the sport. So trips down memory lane today. Wow. You know, I never listen to our own shows. So this is weird hearing my own is voice. <laughs> Speaking of somebody that we uh, we've already mentioned his name, Charlie Capozo. This next bit, we're going to uh, go back to someone that we lost this past year that was pretty near and dear to our hearts. Gosh, I've lost my train of thought. Way to go. Next segment for the news, and we have to dive into something we kind of just bypassed last week. And it was just because Charles and I couldn't help ourselves, you know, handle it, so to speak. And a little memoriam to uh, Mr. Johnny Griggs, guy who touched us greatly. I know, Charlie, you've been pulling with him for Lord knows how long now. And uh, we wouldn't be right not to give a good... uh, memoriam so to speak in his name and i've spent all week thinking about what can we say what can we do to talk about johnny you know explain who johnny was as a puller as a friend you know as a competitor and i could i sat down three four times tried to put pen to paper i couldn't do it it just i got a block and every all i could think about every time well Remember the time Johnny went. Well, that's what we're going to do in memoriam of Johnny Griggs's. Let's hear the best uh, out of the three of us Johnny Griggs stories we have to offer. I'm sure you got a couple that pop into your head, Charlie. Yeah, I have uh, too many stories of Johnny, probably. I mean, every time you'd see him on the red golf cart, he'd give you that little finger point. Hey, Charlie, you know. And uh, And that was your cue to get in the seat because you were going for a ride and have a little talk. (laughs) He was always a lot of fun. I remember going back to, you know, when him him and Morris pulled the uh, M M Farm all there, and we went uh, nip and tuck for a long time in the 6,000 farm class and the 4,500-pound class, and it was always a lot of fun competing against those guys. They were definitely top-caliber competition. But uh, I got kind of a funny story. I remember I was down to us and them for the championship in the 6,000 pound class last pull of the year in Richmond and uh, and Johnny always got a little bit startled when the horn would beep so you know the old man he kind of found the loudest horn he could find and uh, put, <laughs> <coughs> put it on the sled you know and uh, he was ready to shoot Johnny right out of the seat of the old farm all in but you know, the last laugh was on us because Sheila wound up driving that day. <laughs> <laughs> so that was kind of a backfire deal. But he was a great guy, man. He always knew everybody's name, and he was uh, definitely going to be definitely going to be missed in the thumb world for sure. What can we say? I think you could have a whole, a whole episode on Johnny Grigg. If, if, if you ask people that want to come in and tell a story, I bet there'd be, you know, lined out the door. I didn't know Johnny that well, but, um, you know, for the three, four years that I've known him, it's exactly what you said, you know. On the golf cart, I don't even know how I met him, right? I mean, it was just, 
Johnny was just the guy that knew everybody. Mm-hmm. He always smiled. You know, and what I liked about Johnny the best, there was never any politics behind anything. No. It was always have a good time and try and give everybody as much information as he had, but not too much. But not too much. <laughs> he told me the story one time uh, about actually his partner in crime for so many years, Morris Stein. And, uh, you know, people were after Morris. He, Why don't you write a book about polling? Put put down all that you know in writing. And, and Morris would just wink and say, nah, they'll figure it out. Here's one more story about Johnny. But another thing was at driver's meetings, um, Gary Heberling, oh oh Johnny, <laughs> Lynn Garber, Doug McCurchy, they would they would wait for the most awkward silence during the driver's meeting, and then somebody would pinch somebody else's butt, and Johnny would just have this huge grin waiting for whoever got it to land on the ground again, just it, laughing away. It still goes on at every no, it poll. it still goes on. Doug or Gary, like you said, Lynn, it's just... They've tried getting me a couple times, but I don't jump like no, guys. <laughs> no, they would jump. But the funniest thing he ever said to me, it was one winter we went to up to Sandusky for the TTPA meeting, and then after the meeting, he, um, Gary Heberling and I went up to the big boy up front and had dinner. And all through dinner, you know, Gary is from Sandusky, so he knows everybody. We were in there 90 minutes because Gary talked to the mop in the closet. I mean, he talked to everybody in there, right? He's a politician. <laughs> well, and that, that's, that's you, and that's it. We, we, we're, we're getting ready. We're paying our bill, and we're on our way out. And I, and I looked at Johnny, and I said, boy, Gary could be a politician. And this, this is classic Johnny. He looks at me and he goes, no, Charlie, preacher. I <laughs> fell out. <laughs> Funniest thing I'd heard in a long time. <laughs> That's classic Johnny. Oh, it is. I'll tell you what, I did Johnny good this year. I got Doug McCurchy so damn bad, I thought he crapped himself this year. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember what poll it was, but I just kind of worked my way around the crowd, and I got behind Doug. And I got him, and he came unglued, and everybody started dying laughing. And uh, I got to the point, Bill Chapel and them were backing away. I'm like, what, what, you know, but... Uh, Johnny, you're missed, and, uh, you know, maybe that's something we should do is get a bunch of people together and do uh, do a show of Johnny stories. Yeah, that'd be good. Everybody's oh got a God. Johnny story. The stories Johnny told me even, and, you know, he always told me, don't shift that fucking TA. It ain't <laughs> worth shit. You're screwing yourself up. And what do I still do? I shift that TA because you know what, Johnny? I don't listen that well. I'll learn it on my own. <laughs> so, uh. I, I just like nothing to take anything away from Johnny, but I think, you know, you brought up Doug McCurch a few times, right? And it doesn't sound like he'll be around next year. And I think that's no, going to be a, no. a huge loss to the thumb. I mean, not. He's been around, you know, ever since I've been there. And Doug McCurchy, there's one thing that guy never missed is someone walking by this trailer and giving him the bush light. <laughs> I remember a funny story, and I probably shouldn't even say this because, uh, you know, of, of, of how serious pulling is. But there was, uh, you know, some rumors going around about drinking and pulling. And you remember how all this was going around. And Doug McCurchy walked up to me, and one time he says, I'm getting a little worried. I'm like, why is that? He says, I don't even know how I'd pull. I've been pulling for like 30 years. And if I have to pull without a couple bush lights, I don't even know if I can keep it between my eyes. <laughs> he told me once, he goes, I tried pulling without any no, any beer in me. He goes, I was so damn scared I couldn't even get the truck off the line. I'm like, well, 
do what you gotta do, dog. I mean, you know, ne- he never got, he's never lit when he bowls, no. that's no, for no, certain, no, but no. something to calm the nerves, you know. I mean, he, at least he wasn't Ed O'Duffer. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. With that, we're going to take a break. Shit just got real. <laughs> this is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Have you ever been waiting in the staging lanes to pull and had that rumbling in your stomach? Find you parked too far from the Porta Johns in the pits? Going down the road and can't quite make it? Well, thanks to Pedal to Metal, it's no longer an issue. Our newest design for pullers from Pedal to the Metal, the new Porta Stool slash Pulling Hitch Combo. We'll be there for you. Made a two-inch solid stock, easily the strongest, most sturdy portastool on the market. Able to handle them huge behinds. Fully adjustable with over 18 inches of adjustment in half-inch increments just by removing two pins. Makes hitch height changes quick and easy, allowing you to change height for class or for the most comfort for personal use. Seat and hitches are available in whatever color you desire, so you can customize to your vehicle. Just another way, Pedal of the Metal is making pulling life easier. And we're back with Sidetracked, Down Memory Lane Edition, with Posh, Armstead, and Drob. And Meyer. Meyer. And Meyer. Well, obviously, they can hear us. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, we're, I think that this is... Probably the worst episode for me because I don't listen to them and you really realize how bad we sound. <laughs> I've listened to one or two episodes. So this is like holy crap. I have, to, I have listened to idiots every week. True, true. It's it's terrible. <laughs> so I know you've got an extensive list here. I mean, it took us two hours to get show prep done once we got here. So two. So much. What the hell are you talking about two? I once started we, at noon. I was going to say once we got here. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm sad. I thought. Did, didn't I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. You know, me and Andrew prepped. Get, game of pool on the inside track <laughs> the studio. Game of pool. And uh, you saw my extensive prep before I got here. Um, I got to bring this up because this is just crazy. They got a Haynes manual. Repair service tech manual for uh, SR-71 Blackbird, which, you know, I never thought the military would use a Haynes manual, but that's just me. Well, when you consider that uh, most of the mechanics are just your average enlisted guy. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, let's go back to memory lane here. Let's take a stop at inebriation station. (laughs) Oh, God, boy. Jay, why don't we start off? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, give the ideas what type of crazy guy I get stuck announcing with over in Canada. (laughs) Crazy. What the heck? Actually, it's not your fault, really, Andrew. Uh, uh, Charles met me, I'm going to go on 10 years ago now. Yeah, we announced announced the show together at Burville probably nine or 10 years ago. He remembers the old Burville day when it got cold and... You know, it was the end of the poll, and we thought we had it right. And somebody, I think the country of Canada held the uh, sled hostage, and we had to go do Burville. Oh, I forgot the, that story. Yeah. Oh, man. That was a crazy day. And uh, so I needed some uh, <clears throat> coffee. <laughs> right. <laughs> mid show. Mid, yeah, mid show. We need some coffee. And uh, and Charles got us through that. It was, it was a long night. It was 
two in the morning. I think Charles. It easily right. was. Yeah, it was a very long video, night. I watched the video afterwards the, the first time I met him. But anyway, the, the reason I got to announce him was uh, Super Dave Gray out of Brigden, uh, one of our uh, longtime announcers, passed away in March, and our first polls in June here. Um, a lot of Wolverine two some guys come over here. Brigden's not too far from from Port Huron and in Sarnia, and it, I got the chance to do that, and it, it stuck. It just I had to get the gab, and away we go, boys. Here, look at us now. Now we're on. Now we're a high tech. I'm on the internet in downtown Tuppertown, and uh, we're we're talking to you now. So it's awesome. I, you guys are awesome. I, I, I appreciate everything that you guys do over Michigan and what we get in Canada and we can we can flip flop back and forth and have a good friendship here. It's good. That's neighbor. And that was the sober part of the show. Yeah. We I I took advantage of him later in that program. Oh you did? I did. I got him to talk about uh you mentioned Ken Del Rue. Yep. Yeah. I got I, to meet Ken this year. I I got I got neighbor oh. to spill on uh some pro stock tech from back in the day. I got one neighbor story. We were in Armada this year, and it was Andrew. I remember was down on the track. Yeah, Charles was up in the booth. I was uh, hanging out up in the booth. A neighbor came in for a, he did yes a yeah. short cameo. We'll call it yeah in Armada. I've got to believe he wasn't hung over at that point. He was past that. And it was like <laughs> I, I remember it kind of like when I was in third grade and you had that teacher. And every time neighbor would start talking, Charles would give him the eye when he started just approaching that boundary of uh, going to where we didn't want him to go. And he'd, he'd pull back, and then Charles would give him the nod, and he'd keep going. And Charles, was, the whole time, was, was like yeah. the third-grade teacher giving him the eye. It was pretty funny. It felt like a censor, you know? Oh, First time God. I ever had to do that. I mean, I, what was the date on this show? I mean, this was that preseason. Was, uh, yeah, it was back in, back in late March. And uh, we did shed and tractor pull. Actually, got our uh, Dowler Carn shirt on, Mobile yeah. One, and uh, our favorite shirts for any fancy occasion it seems now. But <laughs> right. they're not, they're really nice shirts. They not are. gonna lie, they take Stubby takes good care of us over there. But uh, neighbor was well into the rye, and actually Charles and I ended up having to take over the show, and because uh, neighbor was sitting in a chair slumped over a microphone, and it was sort of like pretty. he alluded to the first time I met him at Burville. <laughs> but anyways, we got a clip on uh, Ken Del Rue in Showtime. You brought up something. You, uh, you mentioned the 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 Kendall Rule and the Dover Center boys and and the Showtime Pro oh, Stock. I got a question for you. Maybe you'll tell the story. Maybe you won't. But now that it's illegal, what can we find out about that overhead cam cylinder head? I, I have no idea, but I know where it's at. That's that. There's there's your answer. That's about the figure. That's what I figured you were going to say. I've tried to get this story out of you before. <laughs> that ain't even right. I know, I, I know where it is. Uh, All right, shut the uh, mic. Shut everything down. I want to hear this. We'll, we won't record it. <laughs> you got a bunch of moose meat in the freezer. Well, if you, want I, some. Uh, you guys really want to know where it's at? Well, actually, I'm, I'm less concerned about where its existence is because it's outlawed. But I really am curious the story behind it and what led to that development and, and what NTPA thought of it. Well, it, when it first started, it was uh, uh oh man, we I, I actually upset a couple of my uh, good friends, well not good friends, but acquaintances in the neighborhood. And we uh, we had some good fun back in the day. Uh, Southwestern Ontario Tractable Association swapped ahead a had a pro stock as they called it, which is uh, probably close to your limited pro now. Um, started and 
And uh, Ken Delru, yeah, good friend of mine, really good friend of mine. Uh, we uh, <laughs> we had some fun with that. So we started off, and then we went to Petrolia, Petrolia, Ontario, which uh, Andrew is going to maybe announce this year again. Uh, good fair. Yeah, I announced Just, uh, it last year. Yeah, so you you'll know where we're at. It's, it's not far from. I'll tell you a great story with this. This this is how Showtime started. And uh, well, not started, started, but how it ended up. You said uh, started. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be that guy. But uh, yeah, Kenny, yeah, yeah, Kenny will listen. Chris Kucher knows the whole story. There's a reason that uh, Honest Pride has his name because of that this whole weekend. But uh, um, there was a couple of limited pro stocks, as we called them back in the day. I think I've and, just uh, figured out why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. Uh, so Ken wow. Delroo wanted to pull Showtime in, in Petrolia, and uh, um, Benaric with his uh, D21 wanted to pull in Petrolia, and it, all of a sudden Showtime just had a little bit more black smoke coming out of the stack. And I'll, I'll admit this, Ken to this day admits the fact that he, uh, he kind of bent the rules a bit and whatever. But anyway, the point being is uh, Ken uh, – Ken sold the tractor to Harmons and it's gone. And yeah, we built an overhead. I shouldn't say we, because I had nothing to do with it. I was the uh, video guy, but uh, a couple of guys built an overhead cam diesel pro stock motor. I remember seeing it and it just, I was like, well, why is this not a thing anymore? Yeah, and they thought the same thing. And and then, uh, well, it's gone now. <laughs> That's all I, 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 won't, I won't push you any further. Hey, Charles, I can't. I, I, you got me stumped here because I don't. I don't want to say any more than I have to. The, the whole thing is <laughs> the, the tractor. The tractor chassis is in Indiana. I'm sorry, Harmon's bought it originally, and it got sold off twice. And it's it's in Indiana. Well, we did get some of the story. Yeah, I'm surprised we got that much out of it, and. Uh... There's a follow-up to that one I won't say over the air because... Uh, well, that's no fun. Well, this one was at uh, at Shedden. But I'm going to leave that one because we don't want to incriminate anybody at this point in time. But uh, The names have been changed to protect the innocent. The head is still in uh, southwestern Ontario. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. That part I do know. Yes, it is. Yeah. And uh, good old neighbor. I know... Uh, Many a drunken call with him. I've spent some time over there drinking with him, and uh, he's come over here and had a couple at the Blue Bar, as he likes to call it, including the, what was it, 11 or 1 o'clock in the morning, calling me, asking what the Blue Bar was, completely shit-faced and not remembering it, and calling me the next day going, hey, did I call you? (laughs) Yes, yes, neighbor, yes, you did. And he goes, how drunk was I? I go, you don't remember it, do you? I go, he goes, no, no, I don't. He goes, I was going through my phone, and yeah, I saw I called you. I go, yeah, you were that drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good guy, though. Gotta love Jay Sutherland and... uh, our brother from the great white north, so to speak. Even though he's southeast of here. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. Well, this next part is uh, a clip from the first episode of Hookers and Blow. And it was an episode where nothing sucked or blowed. No, no. 
where in the heck did this big motor come from? I mean, we're looking at a motor, what, 12 to 15 inches in diameter? What the hell are you a running motor, for rims uh, on that thing? Uh, so uh, a lot of guys will come up to me and say, oh, I, I thought that was a turbine from a distance. So it it does a resemble one. It could be. Um, <laughs> at one point, we called the tractor the big 13-inch, kind of a ripoff of, I guess, Steven Tyler and his big 10-inch. That's a 13-inch <laughs> motor. Uh, probably came out of a 8,000-pound forklift. And it's a little bit overkill for what we're doing. That sucker's about 100 pounds. <laughs> no such thing as overkill in the sport of pulling. And it's room for uh, room for advancement. I could probably double the voltage and double the, the amperage and quadruple the horsepower, and I'd still be within limits. Um, it's Electric a beast. motors are fun. Um, <laughs> the other thing where that motor shines, yeah, it's a 300-pound motor. It's about an 80-pound armature, so i got a 80-pound spinny part in that motor. You've got an 80-pound fl- um, flywheel keeping the power going. Yes, sir. 80-pound flywheel going to get me through all the hard spots. Good old Darren. Yeah. Actually, Nick, I know you got to meet Darren actually see uh, Silent Thunder in action. Uh, that, that was a pretty cool uh, machine to watch run. Yeah. He uh, did, actually did a lot this season, actually, with Mid-Michigan, many tractor pullers, and uh, Darren helped facilitate that uh, starting... Uh, in tech, uh, first pull of the year for them, um, day after Thumb's first pull, and I did a bunch of different pulls for them, and Lord knows I drank a lot of beer there, but great group of guys, but yeah, our first episode of Hookers and Blow, we went electric, and uh, you know, we've talked about where electric technology is going to be, and if you guys followed me, on, of course you guys got me on Facebook, but I posted a thing uh, earlier this week of John Deere debuting a electric tractor coming out. Yeah. So, uh, and we actually alluded to that in that episode is what what could be happening with a larger chassis tractor with uh, electric capabilities. And uh, somebody at John Deere must have been listening to the show and did some rush development to get out and just prove us right again. And you do know. something that Alice Chalmers did in the 60s. Right, yeah. Well, that was a fuel cell tractor, a little different little different technology. But I think this one, this was the only episode that Nick really paid attention to. Oh, Nick was all up in this one. He he's, was all He's smiling excited. right now. Look at him. <laughs> we started talking Pulse Swiss. We got in all kinds of stuff. Carl, that was actually, I do believe, the first episode Carl said. Yeah, the first said, Carl was, uh, I think it was. So first time uh, Cross came in. Drop, you came in, uh, what, in February was your first episode with us just before uh, Louisville. Yeah, I think. I yeah, was you like were on the. You call, I think or? you called in for the because you were in on the uh, pickums for Louisville. I think my first one was when we did the, the all truck show, wasn't it? Yeah, like the third, yeah. third yep. episode. I think. Yeah, you, you, you right. were on right, right close to the very beginning. I with think us. I was the last. Honestly, I think I was the last episode before P. Pornerito Nick picked you up. You might have been. It very well could have yeah. been. Yeah, because uh, well. The very last episode we did before Pulling Radio Network picked us up was the Louisville Preview Preview Show, because uh, that's I made my first trip down to Louisville to debut the show with the network. I mean, we were already in talks with uh, Ray Taluki and Eric Pruitt at the time, uh, getting the show, uh, talking about bringing the show on after after meeting Eric in uh, Gordyville, and I know, Charles, you were in discussions while I was down there talking with Eric. Um, with Ray back up when you were up here in Michigan while we were gone. And, um, yeah, what a, wow. You know, it's hard to believe we're that close to our one-year anniversary of the Pulling Radio Network. And uh, 
it's been a blast with every one of them. And I know, actually, I tried. Dave Foltz tried calling me earlier today. I didn't have a chance to call him back because you never know what that crazy redneck wants to do. And you know what? We goose something up. Fire off a news clip, if you would, please, because we do have something. Breaking news coming out two days before Christmas. We didn't have a time to mention this, and I apologize, Dave, but we have a new member to the Pulling Radio Network family. Yeah. Uh, Dave Foltz uh, and his wife, Robin, having a beautiful baby boy born. I do believe it was uh, December 22nd or 23rd. Um, kids healthy. Uh, mom is doing great. They're all home now, and kids already growing like a weed. And thank God. For one thing, kid does not look like Dave. <laughs> <laughs> did, did they need? Was it Robert Glenn Fultz? Is that right? Uh, John Glenn Fultz. John Glenn. So uh, I got to ask him if he's just a big John Glenn, the astronaut fan, or what. But uh, yeah, no, saw the name, and uh, no, everybody's doing good. So congrats to the Fultz family, Robin and Dave. Rob. Uh, Rob, Robin, of course, the better half of the crew, but uh, Dave doing the sometime, part-time, anytime, if he feels like it, show called Behind the Holler. It's on uh, Wednesday nights at, what is it, 7 o'clock, 7.30? If, I can't remember. He's very rarely on. That's good planning, too. I always want to do that. It's like, get my kids like a day before after Christmas. It cuts down on presents for the rest of the <laughs> No, but it, no, it doesn't. Trust me. Nick and I, we've dealt with this uh, for... Well, eight years now, believe it or not. Um, our nephew, Tommy, uh, uh, Jess and Tom, my wife's sister and brother-in-law, their boy Tommy was born December 23rd. And you'd think, yeah, it's going to cut down on presents. No, you just you have a birthday the week before, and then he gets Christmas presents, too. So he just gets double whammy. Yeah, I, I would I would actually argue it's better like to... You know, space it out a little it, bit. You know, my son was born in June. It's it's great. I've got you know six months between all the money I have to spend. That's what I always said. The ideal time to have a kid is June twenty fifth. You know, I don't know why, and especially as a kid, it's the ideal time because where you're going to get presents is always six months apart. Then, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm June twenty eighth, and I always thought it was pretty darn close to the perfect birth date. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, but, but then you don't get the take the birthday treats in for school because you're always on summer vacation so i think that's always a, a lot of them do it no instead you get to have <laughs> your birthday party at the beach and you know cool stuff like that beaches are barely warm enough in michigan by that at the end of june they're getting there yeah, yeah, the water's starting to warm up it's like 50 degrees instead of 40 something th- <laughs> three and a half day window in like the third week of august where it's warm enough I say, you're yeah still, you're yeah but still, you know kids the... don't care about that no, no god no. no they don't they, they don't have shrinkage issues to be concerned about <laughs> Let's move that. Oh, with that, let's keep moving on these clips. Charles got like 30,000 more to do. And in the next bit, it was uh, Il Presidente, Mr. Bob DeBerg. Oh, boy. Or something. That's the only reason you'd get it out. And, and you guys have made great advances with that. And I, I do have to give you props, sir. You have been very much the headstone behind that and helping the guys realize, you know, the older generation that's out there pulling realize that hey guys we got to do something we got to keep this club advancing 
It's great. Well, I, I love it. It makes me I, want to get involved. I appreciate, I, no, I appreciate what you said. I, I really do. But again, I couldn't do it without. I tell you that my board I work with and stuff. My God, I couldn't ask for better guys that want to. You know, me leave. I don't have to tell them. They just automatically do. I mean, they step in, do what they have to say. They're very open-minded. Uh, and again, thank God for good members. That we we've been very fortunate. Like you said, everybody's been very supportive with some of the new ideas. Some of the ones at first, like, eh, I don't know if that's going to work. And then it's like, I got it did. So, no, we're trying. It's baby steps, but we're, we'll get there eventually. Got to love Bob. Oh, gosh. Bob DeBerg. I saw him. You know, we saw him at the Great Lakes Classic, then saw him at Mason also. And, uh, I don't know how at Mason we got through dinner. I mean, just. Oh, my God. Yeah, rolling. Oh, him and, uh, Clay Drenth. Yeah. And it was. Oh my God! It was just you can't ha- you can't replace meals like that. No, it was hilarious. Just the running commentary, and uh, you gotta love Bob DeBerg. And like I alluded to in that episode, what he's really helped push forward with with uh, the NATPA and getting rules updated and trying to get the younger generation involved as. Our views of antique tractors are different than, you know, people one generation, two, three generations ago now as pullers age. I mean, there's people out there still in their 80s um, pulling, which to them, an antique tractor was, well... Contemporary. Yeah. <laughs> the best part about Farm that... Farm All M was a brand new tractor on the farm, you know? I mean, the for- the old Fords and Model R F or whatever parked out back, that was an antique tractor, you know, but... Best part about that dinner was Clay's reaction when Bob tried to convince the waitress that he was going to order for Clay because they were married. <laughs> oh my God, that was. <laughs> Clay was just like, what? what? The hell's going on? There's always something with Bob. He's always got he's got some of the best humor out there, and he's got the punchlines with the straight face that. Doesn't even think about it, and uh, you gotta love them for it. And uh, hats off to the NATPA, they're kicking ass and taking names. And unfortunately for us, we're basically done seeing them in the east till next year. So, uh, looking forward to seeing them again soon. Uh, god, that was a great episode we did with them. And actually, I think there's another guy we're gonna have to get on very soon in the coming year. So, yep, we'll have to. Catch up with Bob and Actually, all things we've had him on twice now. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to have yep. him on again though. Yep. In the next part, we go to Hookers and Blow episode number two and talk with Scott and Ed Schubert about something that a local fuel injection shop said couldn't be done. You guys started out with a single barrel updraft car that basically <laughs> you went and found the biggest stock venturi to begin with. And yeah, I was going to ask you guys what was. That. What was the evolution was the from, the, from the NAR-9B through the hybrid versus the throttle body stuff you're doing now? Well, when we we took the D282 and, you know, we kind of looked at what the guys in Ohio, Indiana, were doing with the Oliver Crossflow 310, taking the diesel head and doing a Crossflow, and that's why we went to the 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 diesel 282 international and we said hey if they can do it we can do it we actually took a scrap head and we we cut segments and we sent it in different directions and um one of them was chuck lewis who at the time was working for tom tremolian uh down indiana and um he came back and said hey 
we knew that if we didn't get 300 CFM of air going through the head, we knew it wasn't feasible to do. It, it just, we're not going to do it. <coughs> well, he got us, I think it was about 320, which, okay, that, that signaled us that, okay, we can be competitive. I think we can keep up with those guys. So what you're talking about with, and, and I kind of went back, you know, beyond what you were saying, but I was just kind of giving you some feedback. When we got done building everything and building a aluminum plenum for it, that would support the airflow that we needed. Then the big crossing was the carburetor itself. Um, how do you put a carburetor on something that big? I remember a couple of the automotive experts uh, retirees from GM, I remember the expression on one of them, it was deer in the headlights, you know, look, it's like you're putting an updraft carburetor on this? Oh, why? And it's like, The rule book says I have to. Yeah. <laughs> the rule book says I have to, and he goes, you're on your own. You're un unchartered. And, and really, I mean, how was it explained to us? One of the guys that that we were dealing with was basically very argumentative and he said um, you can't defy the laws of gravity fuel is not going to go up you're going to lose the vacuum and and they were right um, if you knew the tractor seen the tractor there was a point of time where at an idle fuel was basically dripping out of the carburetor I did see now, that when you guys were testing it early on yeah yeah and and it, that would go away, of course, with RPMs because the vacuum, of course, increased. And we fought, we fought the carburetor for good gods. I don't know, two, three years. I mean, to the point where it's like you want to pull your hair out. I mean, it's it's crazy, because as far as the efficiency of the engine on the on the heat range, you know, we had cold cylinders, we had warm cylinders, and then at a different RPM, everything changed just the opposite and we dealt with it and dealt with it and dealt with it and we just weren't making any headway so that's a curious point so a different rpm you're noticing this dynamic change is it a is it a frequency issue or no, vacuum I, vacuum signal wavelength change something I, i'm sure that was just vacuum distribution, just distribution through the velocity through the intake right you know it changes you know through the cylinders you know um yeah, you can see on the data logger it would need you to jump around and change. Yeah. yeah. And then from there we uh uh well, we <laughs> decided that we we're gonna have to do something. So we uh we went to Kingsler fuel injection and we ended up uh we ended up modifying a carburetor greatly. Um like we took the float out of the carburetor and put a barrel valve in the place of it. <laughs> and then we uh, we took two injectors and put it in the uh, Venturi and um, tried to get the fuel under pressure to, uh, to work. And that did work. Um, didn't work real efficient. Uh, where we had to do it because of the design of the carburetor, it was hitting the, the butterfly when we uh, were at an idle. But when it opened up, it seemed like it worked pretty good. One year to uh, overcome that, we turned the carburetor upside down and turned the nozzles in the opposite direction. So they were under vacuum all the time. And 
believe it or not, as far as distribution, it really didn't help that much. Got worse, actually. Yeah, it did. And I the, the butterfly, yeah, the butterfly actually helped distribute the fuel um, with the nozzles being under the butterfly. I got you. So it acted as kind of almost even a baffle and participated in the mixing a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because the butterfly, the throttle shaft was perpendicular to the engine. It wasn't like it was parallel with the engine. It was perpendicular. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, the actually out distribution. And after trying to fine tune and adjust that, um, it got to the point where. I think you were working in Madison Heights, Scott, if I'm not mistaken, and you went to visit Kingsler. And well, Jim Kingsler was quite interesting because the very first trip in there, he uh, he happened to be walking by, and um, you know he's got a multitude of people working there, and they do fuel injection for all over. And he stopped and he looked and he goes, "Oh my God, I I used to deal with a carburetor. I used to on the." the Bonneville salt flats we did some work with a carburetor like that and he just shook his head you know and and so every time we came there it was you know we would run into him sometimes sometimes not but at one point Scott was working down there and we needed something and I we were trying to fine-tune this thing and even more so than where it was at and um, he came out what we were trying to do is actually we were trying to lower the pressure yeah, I wanted to put bigger nozzles in it to drop the pressure so it had just enough fuel to enter the plenum and not blow it through into the plenum. And the theory was if we lowered the fuel pressure with bigger nozzles, right, maybe all the distribution. Okay, I yeah I remember. And then Jim Kingsler came out and said, um, "Give me your stuff. Come back in three days." He said, you guys, you don't have the research and development uh, budget <laughs> He said that the big three have. And he said, um, you'll never get the efficiency out of the engine. Um, come back in three days, and I'll have something set up for you. And that thing is still going down in southern Indiana and still ripping up tracks. Oh, yeah. No, that... That was an amazing tractor and uh, definitely missed up in this area. But like we've said before, it really didn't have a home up here. No, unfortunately. I think, and even more, it's like Ed's same as a lot of guys we talk about. That's a guy that you could just walk over, sit down in the shop, and you could talk for as long as he wanted to talk. You're just the, the different stuff he's tried. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know he's always pushing the envelope. Maybe not in categories of tractors that you're used to seeing, but no. whatever he's in, you know Ed's trying something different than everybody else in the class. That's that's why I like Ed. That's why I like seeing the stuff he builds. I mean, if you ever been to, I, once again, there, there's a god of guys that pull tractors. I'm a pulling guy. We don't necessarily always care about how neat something is or how meticulous something is. If you ever been to Ed's house oh, everything. or his barns yeah. or his trucks or There isn't whatever a piece is, of gravel in the driveway out of place. It, it, that guy, and it just, it goes to show you what type of carry takes with tractors mm-hmm. and building engines. And if you're going to do it, I mean, like you said, I don't know if the guy like has 
a whole bunch of uh, people that come and pick rocks out <laughs> of the grass and put them in the driveway with his whole place. I mean, barns are unbelievable. And he's he ha- not only does he have the knowledge from building it, he's willing to share it. He'll tell you. I mean, He'll give you numbers. I've been on the phone with him since we brought that light limited chassis home and started work on it. I was on the phone with him Monday night, you know. Why? Asking different parts different questions as far as you know what we were looking at for ignition system and things like that you know and he's always right there this is who you need to talk to yeah you know give me a list and you know what that's part of the reason why we chose the motor that we did going in ours is because we have a wealth of knowledge 30 miles down 30 minutes down the road that we can't replace no um He's very forthcoming with information needed to get it down the road. And like he says, he spends a lot of time on the phone, you know, just trying to get people, you know, help people out. And it's, you got to love somebody who's willing to share their secrets just to help further the sport. I got a a quick, funny story about that. It's like, I told my wife I was off the other day. So I'm like, I'm going to run up to the bank. So I run up to the bank and do my transaction. I come out, I turn around there to that. Come home like an hour and a half later. <laughs> my wife's like, where did you go? I said to the bank. And she's like, that was a long trip. I, I ran into Ed. That was all I had to say. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. On this next bit, speaking of people who really know what the hell they're talking about, we went open lines. First time ever somebody tried oh, this on boy. PRN. And thanks to Andy Gerbon, we got hooked up with a real legend. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to hit you with a question that, that has been. I've been actually... You know, I've I've been dying to ask this as someone who who knows, and I know that you know. If you were hit with a blank check, and I'm not ex- asking you to give away the farm and and sell your secrets, but if someone was able to hit you with a blank check on a diesel tractor, can it run with alcohol? Well, you start with the hard ones, don't you, bud? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We get the, you know that's how we, we like to ease our guests in and you know you know make sure they're comfortable. Well, I tell you what, I, first. I think it's possible with the rules they have now. If we can have billet blocks and billet cranks and and the, we start with a clean sheet of paper, but it's going to take a lot more technology. I think there's better pumps out there and stuff now. Some of the new stuff that I see coming out, it's going to take probably close to three thousand cc's of fuel and nobody. Has to point right now i think there's one in the forefront that we keep well doing that when it's released and once you get that i think that the torque that the diesels make if they get within probably if they within 500 to 1000 horsepower they'll out torque them enough that they'll be for could be a force to be reckoned with the guys have made a tremendous amount of progress this last winter i hear stories of people picking up a thousand fifteen hundred horsepower so to say is it technically possible yeah will we see it i don't know that's always been my curiosity point it's not i'm not here to burn names or or try and try and find out you know who's doing it just is it out there in in a theoretically possible realm that we could ever see that day come and uh, i'm excited for it i look forward to it and and i kind of wonder and now i'm kind of putting myself out there in terms of ignorance on on rule books because it's been a while since i studied it is it going to come through the mechanical realm, or is it going to come through EFI or a combination thereof of both? Probably mechanical side. I've I've been privy to some stuff that's being built here in Missouri. The new pump they've got out, and that thing is it's a monster. 
And once it's released, I think you'll see some things that are going to really set the diesel world on its ear. And with that pump, I think it's possible. Now, is it possible to run against the V8, you know, the, the freak shows, I call them, with the 903s and stuff in there? I'm not so Thank sure. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. You are right with what I've been arguing forever, that the 903 has no point in super stock tractors. You don't have to respond to that, by the way. You're just a guest. You can, you're, you're, free, you're free to plead the fifth. Well, I don't really have a lot of interest in the unlimited classes more because of what it's turned into. The light super class is the class that I see that's coming up in the in the future. That's if you want to run alcohol and you want to spin your tires and make big horsepower because I think we're going to see those things making as much horsepower as the unlimiteds did a couple of years back with the six cylinders and they're going to put on a tremendous show. It's going to be many rods on steroids is what it's going to be, and I think we're already starting to see that. Probably right. You're probably right. Of course, the voice of Brian Connor. Connor Fuel Systems, and uh, got to meet him down in Bowling Green in person finally. Uh, bunk mate, so to speak. You know, I was asked by Eric Pruitt, you know, the godfather to... Uh, Make sure we uh, take care of our sponsor well, and we're going to leave that at that. (laughs) Something he said, though, in there was, uh, now we have billet blocks. What did he know back in May? Yeah, that piqued my interest. Finally did happen in September. Yeah, that... That caught my attention. I, you know, when we were doing the call-in show, I think we were both kind of sitting there going, Brian Connors on the phone with us, Bibbs Giberson's on the phone with us. You know, we're going, uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, it didn't catch my attention until now we've seen the 2017 rule book and billet blocks are in. Billet blocks are in. And uh, another thing that did come up in that conversation, and there, I, I've been told there is one. There will be a common rail diesel super out um, this summer. I don't know whose it is. The, the person that clued me into it hasn't said, but it's been seen. Well, we knew the day would come. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the thing that I took out of that was three 3,000 cc's of fuel. Yeah, I heard so, that wow. number again. I'm going, huh? I don't know what, like, uh, let's start super farm. What do you think? They're 12? 12, 1,300 is yeah. pretty the numbers I've seen, yeah. Pro stock has got to be, what, maybe 2,000? Two to 2,500 probably. I was so, yeah, 3,000's right in that realm. Yeah. And the company from Missouri, we don't really have to speculate, so. Uh, there's two I could think of. Really? Yeah. Don't know which one, but. Well, we've narrowed it down. You got a 50-50 shot. I'm pretty sure it's hard, but... Actually, yeah, you're right. They're three. <laughs> three. That, that would have be. been my guess. I don't know. Now we're going to really need a special quarter to do this draw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> next piece uh, had to do with a local guy who uh, had some interesting things to say about... Uh, Drag racing and pulling. You know, CCI Driveline right next door to my shop, they build all of our drive shafts um, for our customer trucks, and they built me a one-piece aluminum, you know, for my drag truck to save a little weight and just, uh, um, you know, a nice drive shaft. And I was almost tempted to, you know, to pull that thing out and 
put in our steel one, but I said, ah, whatever, if it breaks, we'll fix it. And uh, so we, we ran that, and I, I literally, the only thing that we changed was uh, we took the, the Caltrax off and we put, um, you know, basically regular traction bars on or sled pull bars, whatever you may call it. I was going to ask you, did you have something in the back to, to put in bump stops or whatever so it wouldn't Yeah, yeah, we, we put in bump stops. We set, you know, we set the frame up where we had, a you know, a nice rake uh, going to the front. And, um, it's, I mean, it, it worked. I mean, like, I would love to come sled. I mean, like, you know, it, it might, you know, maybe bring, after this drag racing thing in another year. Bring it. We'll, we'll let you out. run a demo pull. Go ahead. I've, now, I've I, got a pull lined up right now, Derek. I'm going to swing into the shop uh, later on. Uh, next couple of weeks, I want to talk to you about making that happen. Yeah, and I, I would have to say it. I've never seen Derek's truck look better, for one, in the <laughs> no, picture. No, that I, thing, I, that I, thing I, looks so I, sexy. Rob loved that thing. All just, I mean, it really did look good. I mean, you I, should I don't see it's a screensaver like, on his phone right now. The promo it. picture we used to, to to promote this interview tonight is of that thing just, you know, all in full glory pulling and looks awesome. Well, I was going to say, Derek, how much, this is what everybody wants to know in this room. Your profile picture got changed, I think, about two days ago. Okay. I don't follow his profile okay. that well, I closely, Drab. Well, I, mean, I do. I know Is you that where it's on, Was it was on fire or yeah. are we pulling? You're in fire. So oh, we okay, want to know yeah. how much did that picture cost? And I don't think we, Derek ever said, but it was a lot. <laughs> I mean, he cried big time because... Well, um, I don't know was it, how much it cost or how much the new motor is. So if you take both of those into account... Yeah. We saw the old block. Yep. We saw the new block. Yep. The new block's a lot prettier. <laughs> mm. And we saw the new head, which dropped it unmentionable things to at PRI. We told Derek, make sure you clean the ports thoroughly. Oh, he wasn't the only one. Lots of people fingered that thing. Mm, no fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think my hands are behind my back. <laughs> well, no. we're not going to talk about that, but needless to say, Drob's no longer welcome at Wegler anymore. <laughs> no, I think it was, uh, like, say, another great Did you ever interview. return your phone call about those pencil injectors? <laughs> it's another great interview, and just trying to tie in, you know, multiple diesel motorsports, I think it was a good interview, and... I'm, every time I talk to Derek, I'm so disappointed that he doesn't sled pull. He's putting all that technology, all that money <sighs> into a race truck. And that thing is so goddamn sexy as a pull truck. It is so goddamn sexy. Okay. I've had my moment. We're good. <laughs> We're down to it. Uh, the next bit, you're going to hear from a true motorsports legend, and you're going to hear his opinion on that label i mean he cried big time because he thought that his dad couldn't be beat you know it's just we go to the races race the car win come home and that was it he thought that's how it was and when i got whipped up on and he's got little tears in his eyes i told him god the thing that i just did was the best that i could do on that day and it just wasn't good enough. And you can't, you can't win every race. You can be good or you can be lucky or things like that, but you can't win every dang time. For and sure. that's really, you, you know, that's really the thing about the mini in comparison to the modified or some of the other things that I've done. 
you know, when you do pretty good at it, you can keep doing pretty good at it. But the, the little mini, the little mini just, uh, some, and I've said this before, you know, sometimes you're in charge of that little mini, and sometimes it's in charge of you. And I see the best pullers there are go out there and get all goofed up. And, and uh, you know, maybe I get goofed up more than they do because I know for a fact that I'm not as good as, as some of the pullers, you know, that I pull against. But uh, we all get goofed up doing it. Well, don't forget what I said the last time you told me. It's an honor to talk to me. You remember? <laughs> <laughs> and that's Ken Vinny for you. I think the only thing Ken's probably the biggest star you've had on the show, or we've had on the show. I I gotta say yeah because of yeah. what he he's done not just in pulling but in drag racing too. He's yeah. I he, mean he doesn't accept it, but he truly is. He's our biggest current, you know, still running legend. I mean, yeah, the Connors brothers were famous. You know, in early, late 80s, early 90s, they were the team to beat mm -hmm. in Superstock. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and Bibbs Giverson, you know, another one. He's been on the show, a legend in the 70s and 80s. I mean, each decade really has their standouts. And, but, yeah, our current modern legend is got to be Ken Vanny. That's probably one of the biggest we've had on. And we've had some big names and some more to come in the future here. And what would a show be if we didn't end it with a classic rant? You know, that that's just it. I mean, it's still a fairly new class. You're looking at a class that's been in existence for, what, five, six years now? In the pulling world, that is still a very green class. But in the diesel truck world, that's where it's a different story. You guys have made many evolutions from where the classes originally started out from. And... Unfortunately, rule changes have hurt you guys on what you're able to utilize year in, year out. And that's as far as we're going to go into rules talk here tonight. Because you know what? No, I it's not. I really don't want to tee off and start calling you guys the idiots you actually are. So, that's No, no, no. Now no. brings a question I had earlier. We got that drop involving a microphone. Yep. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. Fire that down. I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to everything I have to say. <laughs> you realize this is sidetracked with Armstead and Meyer tonight with you being a guest. This is still my show, damn it. I get to make that call. Well, I'm going to still try to steal the mic here because I told you earlier I had a tricky question for you. Okay, yes, you did. You did. So so what's more irritating to you talking about the 2-5 work stock class, politics or GMO, non-GMO seeds here? <laughs> That is makes even an interesting fair. point. Here's another. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, politics, that's not an issue. That really doesn't even phase me anymore because I've gotten to the point where you realize there's a bunch of idiots out there who will never understand what you have to talk about. GMOs are getting to be about the same <laughs> because, you know what, there's idiots out there, and you know what, if they want to spend extra money, 
you found a special breed of idiot on your Facebook page this week. Yeah. And that guy struck a chord <laughs> that isn't very often struck. Did you see the cocktail I recommended him to Yes, try? yes, I did. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that was swell. Yep. And um, so now we're down to 2.5 rules versus work stock. Well, in the thumb, it's all the same thing anymore. <sighs> Pause. I, I got to all- say 2.5 annoys me more than work stock right now because you know what? Yes, work stock rules vary place to place. But they haven't been changing the rules every year. The rules have stayed consistent. Yes, I don't agree with the rules, but you are still able to build a truck to those rules and campaign it for a few years before a rule change might happen. And that's where my issue right now is with 2.5, is nobody is able to build a truck and be confident from August to June that they will be able to legally run with the setup they had built or set up the year before. So yeah, 2.5 annoys me more right now. And you know what? We're teeing off a rant here and I don't even care because you know what? Sorry, I people. have to place some of the blame on the boards of the pulling organizations because they are not forcing Preach. these Preach guys to hold true to the rules they agreed upon. I'm past the point. I understand. Will you get 100% of the pulling, you know, pullers that are legal to vote want this rule? I get that. I don't care anymore. They've changed the rules every year for the past four freaking years. Are you if not five? Are you mixing politics with two five right now? No, I'm not. I'm talking basic facts, and it kills me because all you hear is guys that. Well, if the rules were set, I would have a vehicle out there. Yeah, you got guys blowing smoke up your ass. That's par for the course. Welcome to pulling. But you know what? I blame the pullers, too. Because instead of keeping your mouth shut, yeah, this guy is finding a gray area and beating your ass with it. Instead of finding the next gray area to make horsepower to beat him. No, you guys whine and bitch and piss and moan and go, well, we're going to make a rule to say this is illegal and call it a clarification. No, that's a rule change. A clarification, no. You get to wait three years, suck it up, Sally. You should have done a little more research when you built the rules because somebody put more time and effort in. And if you want to hear more about this rant, see last week's rant when I reiterated the same goddamn thing. You're part of the problem. And I'll start naming off names, but I'm not going to go there. The only reason I'm calling you out is because you're sitting here. (laughs) But you've also gone out there and have found ways where you can find horsepower and make it work. You've been around the sport long enough. That's the whole reason I got you on the show is to talk about your family history and pulling because you have covered the gamut in a lot of different classes. But my issue is two-part. The pulling organizations need to say, Shut up, guys. Quit your whining. We're tired of hearing about it. Because you know what? The board members are tired of hearing about diesel trucks. The only reason your class is still... Diesel trucks are still involved with pulling right now is because the fans love it. It isn't because you guys 
are all great bunch of guys out there pulling because you know what you guys are i will say i love my diesel truck pullers they're a great group of guys they take very good care of me out there making sure i know what i need to know to put on the best show i can as an announcer but when you go to a board meeting and all you talk about is diesel truck this diesel truck that this guy's cheating that guy's cheating they're sick and tired of it and if they could drop your asses and afford to be able to do it without losing promoters and losing fans, they would in a heartbeat. And I think this is something the diesel truck world needs to look into. You're pissing people off. Uh, how, how, I don't even how, how think that was my strongest rant of the no, year. No, it wasn't. I was saying, <laughs> how red is my face right now? <laughs> Not very. I, I, was, I remember that. I don't watch listen to many episodes, but... Uh, when I was at home and I listened to this one, I'm like, man, I wanted to be, I like, I wish I could have went back in time, found my DeLorean and came in and sat in for that, <laughs> for that rant. Cause I think most of the time I thought Andrew was talking about me. No, I, like I said before in that well, rant, did the, did I, the clarification I, part, is yes, that what got to you? Yeah, the clarification part did get to me. Do you care to retort? <laughs> That one was no. I I will say this right now. That one was a clarification because hey, yes, there was nothing quite spelled no. out, and you had to do that because the class was headed down the track of two point six diesel, where either they went open drive line or they had to restrict stuff. Well, they went open drive line and went to smoothbore turbos, which I still think diesel trucks need to learn to suck it up and pull straightbore turbos, because well, guess what? It eliminates all the map with groove and a lot of the goddamn pitching. But no, that was not pointed at you. No, point blank. No, I really don't care. So well, we're gonna go into it this seems right like now. Two point five like rules you did again. At the time. No, it, what it is is the, I'm sorry. The cabin chassis, the hand throttles, the back seats. Jesus, goddamn Christ! That's my snowplow control. It's not a hand throttle. <laughs> you know, it's it's stupid little shit that they want to piss and moan about. And you know what? I talked about it during that rant. I've ranted about it damn near every third episode, it seems. That receiver hitch has a 30-degree down angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Oh, damn. I am going to call a couple people, but I can call Ryan out because he's, well, my son's taller than him. But <laughs> Is that a map with groove or a dog dish? <laughs> but, you know, that that's the biggest issue is, you know, you guys just whine. They whine way too much. Can I run a VGT? Nope. 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 Okay, stock. Stock. I, I don't know. I sometimes feel like it's a tractor versus truck thing. I've kind of felt that way my whole pulling career that the tractor guys are... are I don't know if it's they're afraid the truck guys are going to steal their thunder or if if I'm just feeling that. I think your head's so far up your ass you can't breathe properly right now. May, might be due to over uh, being around pig shit too much lately. But uh, no, it's mm. it, it's it's not tractors Bacon. versus trucks, you know, because you know what? Truck trucks have been around damn near as long as the tractor classes have. You know, they came they came online with gas trucks, and then of course now diesel's been the big thing. But oh beer, but. 
my biggest issue is, and I know I've said this before in rants, is the tractor guys have gone through these growing pains. The gas truck guys have gone through these growing pains. The biggest problem is the diesel truck guys are so goddamn arrogant. They don't want to shut up and listen to the people who've gone through this before and learn from their mistakes. No, they want to be like a typical typical millennial and repeat the same mistakes and go, well, you didn't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I kind of disagree a little with that, but... My daddy brought me a Denali to turn into a paint truck, and I brought my own class. That's about it. I want a fluted tailpipe class, so that when my EGR kicks in, it's fair. Fluted 10-inch tip, correct? Oh, yeah. Pipes. P-Y-P-E-S. Pipes. Axle dump. I definitely think there's some growing pains with... Trying to replicate you know, your cock hanging out the back of a truck. Well, I mean, with the fact that we've said it before, that there's a there's a ton of tractor classes. There's really not that many diesel truck classes, and you know, it, there's this there's this constant battle of trying to get local and regional stuff. And you know, we've talked about it on the show before that you know, is there a place for everything to be national similar to tractors and my only rant is i've been you know i want to thought we maybe get in this but maybe it's too late and we're out of time but i don't is it much different than this new light limited stuff that i've been hearing andrew i don't know here, <laughs> all right you want to go there I, you want to go there i kind of can't, can't let this go because it's kind of like my rant it's like i'm hearing oh we want uh 6250 we want 6200 we want 65 no you can't have radials gotta have bias play gotta have a 32.5 now i want a 315.2 cubic inch with a smooth bore three inch turbocharger now i want to run an intercooler but i don't want to run water so but i want to run alcohol and if i run alcohol i can run twin turbos and i mean it's just like but if i take the back seat out (laughs) so i don't know you want to know the difference and you know what a lot of the cats out of the bag as far as the national rules and what's going on with that is light limiteds We've at least had a baseline. Yeah, there were some minor variances, but you know what? Everything stayed the same. Instead of whining and bitching, well, if we turn our rules up here so that way these guys come up. No, we didn't say that. We said, hey, we're all doing the travel calendar now. Time to bring the rules up to match. So, yeah, we're coming up with a rule set that everybody can follow. And you know what? By doing that, there's already been words of PPL looking at the class for a state or regional level class. NTPA is looking at it also, and rumor has it it's not official because Doug Roberts never did comment on it, but Outlaw's looking at adding it. Now, if you guys with 2.5 would have had your head out of your ass and actually worked on commonizing rules, pulling people from different parts of the nation, and having civil freaking conversations so that way the rules would be aligned, guess what? You might be at that point. Instead, nope, not right now. You're just all happy because NTPA picked up a class that... PPL's had for how many years now? So you're telling me in all your discussions there's no bitching. Everybody's civil. There's, there's Nick's no... been here. Nick's I, I, been yeah, here. Yeah, I've, I've sat in through a few of them. Uh, it's... Hey, Nick doesn't count. 
It's too no, he's man. been he's been sitting there as we do the calls, and it's nobody at each other's throat. Nobody accused anybody else of cheating. It's no, we're all here with the same goal. Let's all go to achieve it. My and she- you know what? If you guys with two point five pull your head out of your asses and try to achieve a common goal instead of saying, "Well, that guy's goddamn cheating," you'd actually get somewhere in life. But you know what? Right now, your class is a piece of shit. You've seen everybody bailing out of two point five because they're tired of the bitching. Must leave your back seat in, but must leave your back seat in, but you are required. Start your show. I want this. 2017. 2017. New rule. I don't know if anybody's aware of this yet, but uh, you got to keep the back seat in. However, you must run a Lexan Clear firewall with the factory ass wiper motor still in place. I feel like I need to phone a friend for some help here tonight. You better, because you know well, what? That's hey, the I'll, only way you can do it is you guys gang up on each other. So I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of interested in the class. I'm like, well, God damn, I, you're like a god, a bunch of middle school girls. You're secured with hey, Zeus hey, fasteners hey, hey. every like six him. inches on we center. We don't like him. You know what? Hey, hey, you want to be on my side? Zeus we don't fasteners. Like him. I just wanted to say Zeus fast. <laughs> I, I feel like Andrew's like a liberal, liberal Democrat right now, and is like, wow. he's showing he doesn't let anybody else talk. Well, he just I have puts a microphone, and you don't. So that was the last time <laughs> Rob was ever heard on this show. <laughs> no, so I'm sitting, I'm sitting there, Mike. Well, I want to run a Cummins. You're like, well, you can't run a Cummins with that sheet metal because no, absolutely. Ta- you want to know it something? Did it, it didn't. It, sh- sh- <laughs> Didn't it come from the factory, but uh, Bill and Bob's shop back in 2000 put a replacement Cummins in a, a 1410 so you can run it in this sheet metal, and you, you got to run you a You want to know something? You, you run I've a got a three-piece ATS exhaust manifold. I want a class for me. You want to know whining. something? As long as you don't own a John Deere, you can put a 5.9 Cummins in any tractor you want. That's right. It, and you know what? The John Deere guys complain about it, just like they whine about, well, we only get two cylinders in an ATPA. Well, your engineers should have come up with some new shit. <laughs> 1960, and you're still going pop, 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 pop. <laughs> boopy doop, boop, boop, I wonder. John Deere's the original lope tune. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a, there, you can't run a component chassis, but you can machine just about everything out of the rear end, so you can spend a ton of money to put... Profab in there and do all this stuff. Yeah, welcome to what Superstock was before somebody decided to bastardize and allow John Deere blocks with Minneapolis Moline sheet metal. Next story. I gotta compliment you. Good job for reading <laughs> pulloff.com the last week. <laughs> and all the debate about what was in the ass end of uh, Bad Medicine originally. That wasn't off. Oh! Was that alcohol abuse? Fail. No. Uh, oh. Tech product abuse. So oh, external hard drive. Oh. It's over good. Under warranty. It's fine. But so, no. Light limited national rules. We're aligning everything. Nobody's bitching. Nobody's whining. Everybody's going to be on the same page. If 2.5 could do that, everybody would be happy. No, what happened last year? We had everything lined up to the very end of the season, or right very beginning of the season. Then hand throttles, back seats, and cabin chassis become the biggest bitch. And then, oh, yeah, the turbocharger rule, because some asshole wanted clarification. What, what's, it, what's it like in, your, in there, in your world? It's where, amazing. Where There's sunflowers and daisies and big old boobies bouncing up and down. <laughs> and in Andrew's world, there's only one opinion that matters, and that's Andrew's. Silence! <laughs> I kill you! But no, what, Nick? Uh, national rules, we started talking about that, what, 
about a month and a half ago. Yeah, something like that. And and I do have to say, um, I, I really was, you know, there was a lot of, well, I don't know if my guys are going to go for that. You know, we just changed yeah, our rules last out. year, and it's going to cost them a lot of money. And But everybody else was like, yeah, we understand that. Maybe we can come to this middle ground here. Maybe we can this. Maybe we can, you know, it was it was very cooperative. Yeah, everybody was there um, with a common goal. Now, if 2.5 wanted to get a hold of COTPC, you know, find the different factions of 2.5 down and figure out, okay, guys, let's set it up the same way. You could probably do that, but the problem is you guys don't have that many tampons in one damn store to make everybody happy. <laughs> New rule, late breaking. Must run a 1985 Arctic Cat fuel tank in the bed. <laughs> I think that's been outlawed. Oh, has it? Oh, probably. Oh, probably. Because you know what? That's crap. all you guys can do instead of stepping up and being men and actually have a set of balls. No, you got a bitch and moan. And there goes all our that. listeners from Diesel Truck Class. But Thank you for listening <laughs> to the uh, retrospective show. You know what? Retrospective show. <laughs> retrospective show. But you know what? We do have to thank Eric Pruitt. Dave Foltz, Kenny Eggleston, um, James Phillips, Jesse Dawson, Ray Taluki, Adam Drott, you know, all everybody who's in our Pulling Radio Network family bringing us in and allowing us to be their goofy Thursday night show that they avoid having contact with at all ways, shapes, and forms, and blame any alcohol abuse problems on us because we're bad influences. So thank you guys for bringing us in and uh, letting us get our rants and uh, alcohol issues out there to a bigger broader crowd and you're missing you're free to thank the most uh, important people yeah no we were gonna we, get there i wasn't gonna talk about them he's pissed me off now so <laughs> <laughs> no thanks to nate and carl for coming on board this summer and helping us out on on nights when we were busy and uh, uh filling in and, and it may turn into a show of its own in the future we'll see and uh, really, the guy we've got to thank, too, is sitting on the other end of the table here, uh, Nick Meyer. This show doesn't exist without him. It just doesn't. So you got one of the people I was thinking of. Why are you readjusting Nick. your headphones, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you to you and uh, welcoming us into the studio every week and putting up this looniness. Uh, you've been right there from point one with this show. And without you and uh, helping moderate our our uh, goofiness, uh, we wouldn't be able to be here, so thank you. I don't sir. know how much moderating I really do, but... You play a mean game of solitaire. That I do. <laughs> do. Do you guys not watch any award show at all? You gotta I'd think, like to thank my mom. You gotta thank your mom? <laughs> you gotta thank your mom, your fans. We don't have any. So, yeah, oh, by the way, guys, the holidays were tight. There's no checks even being mailed. We couldn't afford the stamps this week like to thank the academy <laughs> <laughs> no thanks to uh all our s- spouses and uh for putting up this lunacy uh i know tanya's been having to deal with us dealing with this stuff has too and uh definitely isn't the easiest but uh we get through it and they are very supportive of us and what we do so uh that and thank you to all our fans we got a lot of big names out there to help us along help us form this you know and we can go on for hours naming them but we, I know we'll miss somebody and we'll piss somebody off, which, well, as you heard from my rant earlier, I really don't care about right now. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for, well, we thank everybody pissing me off. So I say supportive. I, I don't know. I thought they were just mildly dismissive. <laughs> they're happy to just have us out so their boyfriends can come over. 
At least mine. <laughs> don't don't look at me, Charles. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> Maybe, hey, does anybody? Wonder? Your money's on the dresser, hey. baby. I'm done with you. I'm sorry. I'm starting to wonder. Maybe Carl's got something figured out. <laughs> well, I guess we're, we're not going to The Snapchat there. was a clever, <laughs> clever cover. I'll give him that. <laughs> that poor dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I just like to point out, if you do have, and we haven't done this in a while, if you do have any topics you want to cover, you want anybody on the show that you can think of, Email, yeah. sidetrack. AP at sidetrack polling. And of course, on Facebook, sidetracked. And uh, redlined, of course, another way to get a hold of us. Uh, got some shows in the works. Just been having a hard time rolling it out. But as we uh, get going into the new year, we're going to be pushing hard on that, trying to keep two shows going. It was a lot more work than we all thought. But uh, we're getting there and uh, getting rolling with it. We're finding pieces of the puzzles and getting that done. So, uh, I think that's about it for tonight, guys. I'm good. Happy New Year. Peace out. That was Later. wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.